You're listening to the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday. We talk sports because we know sports. All right, how are you? Welcome to another episode of the Run Pass Option with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holiday. I am Doc Holiday, and it's all about me today by myself because I just wanted to do a show. I want to give my thoughts on a couple of things. These are my thoughts, even though me and my brother Isaac Bruce, we have Isaac Bruce, we have this show together. But these are my thoughts. These are some things I wanted to talk about individually of Isaac Bruce because we two individuals. But I want to address a couple of things. First, first off is Golden State Warriors star Draymond Green, and he has a show, and he keeps talking about the new media. He's the new media. And I want to give my thoughts on what I think he's talking about and where he's coming from and why I understand where he's coming from and why I agree with him as far as that's concerned. Now, for the longest, when you were an athlete, like when I was coming up, for people that don't know, I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, played football at the University of Memphis, played with the St. Louis Rams, play with the Hamilton Tiger Cats in the CFL. So I played in the, in the NFL and the CFL. Uh, but I've also worked in media since 1998 from a production assistant to a producer, sports producer, editor, videographer, news, editor, all, all those. And just finally sports anchor, sports reporter, sports director. So I've done a lot of those things. But when I was coming up, you didn't have all of this. You didn't have the, you didn't have the internet. Internet was just coming up and popping around 94, 95, 96, something like that. But you definitely didn't have all this equipment where you can do podcasts and had all these different social media platforms and all these different platforms to express yourself. So a lot of times, the only time you can get on television or have your voice heard if it's a, if a, if a reporter wanted to talk to you and you would listen to them talk about you on television or, you know, doing highlights or whatever in the newspaper when they still had newspapers. And that, that was it. So what Draymond Green means by the new media is mean that he, it means that athletes now have an opportunity and a way and a platform to control their narrative, narrative, to defend themselves, to talk about what they want to talk about, to share their thoughts and feelings without giving scoops to reporters. Now they can keep their information to themselves. So that's what Draymond Green means, the new media. Now he has a podcast, which he does his podcast as he's playing. And I love it because it gives people some insight to how he thinks and how he feels and really how his teammates feel and how the team feels without having to call any names. So when Draymond Green, and I say, uh, the reason I'm talking about it because he's gotten a little backlash. People don't like what he's talking about as far as what he's saying in new media, but I understand exactly what he's talking about because these athletes now can go by this and it's not hard to start a podcast. It's not. You become your own media empire. You, you become your own media platform. Instead of waiting for a job, waiting for somebody to hire you, you can do it yourself. And you can control your narrative. You have a way of coming out to refute something that somebody may have said that could have been could be false. Or to go back and forth with somebody on what was said about you. Because it wasn't always that way. So the new media is them having a way to get, get this microphone or do whatever else they want to do, get on a social media platform, podcast, 
whatever it is and start their own show and disseminate their own information instead of waiting for somebody else to disseminate their information and waiting for somebody else and let, letting somebody else control their narrative and control what's said about them without them really having a platform to talk back. That's taking a lot of power away from these reporters who think they have the power of the pen and the power of the camera because of these networks and these stations they work for. for. Now, a lot of them still aspire to work for the ESPNs and the Fox Sports, and there's nothing wrong with that because those are huge platforms and they pay well. But they don't have to wait for those jobs in order to have their voices heard. That's what the new media means. That's what the new media is. Because media is media. But people who have something to say about the new media, these are the same people that, that jumped on social media and downloaded these social media apps. That was new media. Other than television and radio, that's new media. But they don't have any problem with that. Social media. Social media wasn't around when I was in school. Social media wasn't around when I was playing. I'm glad. It wasn't. But that's what he means by new media. So I like some of the things that he says. I like how they're able to control their narrative and talk they talk. Say how they feel and say what's going on and talk about whatever they want to talk about. Instead of just listening to somebody talk about them. So when somebody says something about them, they can jump on their media platform and say and, and, and defend themselves. They can defend themselves. And I've had, because I've had a couple of things going, and I had, because I, you know, I go on Twitter, and, and my Twitter is uh, at the underscore Doc Holiday, Holiday with two L's. And my Twitter account is partly uh, designated to call out some of these national media members that be disrespecting these athletes, particularly these black athletes. Because we're the ones that catch hail from other black national media members. Now we have an opportunity to do that to do that. But I do want to say this to some people who be like, you know, because I've had a little uh, back and forth with Richard Jefferson. I've had a back and forth with Kendrick Perks. I had a, even had a little small back and forth with Marcus Spears. And I'm going to stay on Stephen A. Smith's ass. I'm going to stay on Screaming A. Smith's ass. I'm going to stay on Stephen Candy's ass because of who he is and how he operates and what he does. But anyway, I had a little back and forth with a couple of those dudes. Uh, and I had, you know, fans talking about, oh, he's just trying to make a name for himself, me. And I, I'm, I'm, and anybody that's listening, I want to tell you right now, no, I don't, because everything I do, I pray to the Most High God before I do it, and he guides me and leads me. I'm not trying to make a name. I'm not trying to be a celebrity. That's vanity. I play pro sports and be an athlete. And, and a lot of times, pro athletes and, and celebrities, their realities are warped. I ain't looking for that. I ain't trying to be known. I'm trying to be known to the creator and being obedient to him. That's who I'm trying to be known to. I ain't chasing no celebrity. I ain't chasing no fame because it doesn't mean anything. Your soul got to be right. You got to be trying to live right. So for anybody that be following me on Twitter and has seen any of my, my, my videos talking about, I'm just trying to catch a name for myself. No, I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Because in Memphis, where I'm from, my name goes a long way because I'm, I, I feel like I've done a lot of great things and tried to help my people. Well, really help everybody, but specifically my people because we get abused and oppressed and we get uh, negative images and negative stories told about us. So I've always tried to share positive stories about us. 
So I don't chase anything because the most high gives everything. Chasing that I ain't trying to be known. That don't mean anything because somebody waving at you and they know you and they laughing, smiling like they're happy to see you. That a lot of times that's that ain't that ain't real because they don't know you. It's nice when people respect you, but that ain't what I'm looking for. I'm trying to hold some of these national media members accountable for some of the disrespectful things they say and do. But really the ones that's on my, my radar, my scope is screaming A. Smith and Charles Barkley because of the disrespectful things that they say. Now I've had, a, like I said, I had a, and R Richard Jefferson, he and I went back and forth a little bit. And I don't have a problem with Richard Jefferson. Now I did get caught up in my emotions watching him call the, Golden State Warriors and Grizzlies games. And it was a couple of things that happened to the Grizzlies during, the, during those games that I thought should have been pointed out. And I tweeted and I told that brother to shut his ass up, something like that, and that they weren't exciting. And I was dead ass wrong for that because I don't have a problem with Richard Jefferson. I shouldn't have told that brother to shut his ass up. But I was in, I was in fan mode. Even though I'm an athlete, former athlete, I work in the media. I was in fan mode. I was in Grizzlies fan mode. So I'm seeing things that should have been pointed out. And I'm getting upset about it. I'm like, damn, y'all you, don't see that? You ain't going to call that? Y'all ain't going to point that out? So I told that brother to shut his ass up. And I was dead ass wrong for that. And he clapped back at me. And when he pointed it out, I was like, okay, brother, if, if you felt disrespected by that, I apologize. And I do. He felt disrespected, I apologize for telling him to shut his ass up because I shouldn't have did. I shouldn't have said that. And I can have my opinion on something, but I, I shouldn't have said that. And even with Kendrick Perkins, I ain't got no only problem I have with Kendrick Perkins is talking about Ben Simmons the way he did, calling them all out of his name. I don't think black men should do that to other black men. But he clapped back. I clapped at him. He clapped back at me. It is what it is. I ain't looking for no friends. I want all of them to do better by us. Black men. Black athletes. And I don't find Richard Jefferson to be disrespectful as far as that's concerned. But screaming, those, screaming A. Smith, definitely. Charles Barkley. Definitely. And he pulls Shaq into that sometimes as well. Because the thing about with Screaming A. Smith is, okay, you got that job. You got that platform. You don't have to tear brothers down the way that you do. That's the problem I got with them. Disrespecting the Nigerian basketball team, not pronouncing their name, whatever the hell they pronounce their name calling athletes Jabba the Hutt, like he called Jamarcus Russell and Lazy and Eddie Curry uh, talking about he's not worth a bag of chips. Disrespectful things like this, saying Ben Simmons is the most hate, um, most despicable athlete in the history of sports. When as far as I know, Ben Simmons ain't did anything to scream at A. Smith, but just sit there and get paid and not play. And he has a problem with that like it's his money. And Kyrie talking horribly about Kyrie, talking about what Kyrie shouldn't be paid. Another black man on TV talking about what another black man shouldn't get. Money, which is not his. 
has nothing to do with him. When it's already a struggle and a fight for us to get any opportunities at all, but it's really not when you know who your God is and you know who the creator is, like me. Because I know everything happens according to the plan of the most high. So you don't have to chase anything. So I don't chase anything. But that's the problem I have with him. And it's non-stop. The criticism that Screaming A. Smith has for black athletes is disgusting. It's disrespectful. And he has so much pride. He sat up there and said, no one is going to usurp me. That means replace him, take his place. See, that's pride. Because the most high promotes, he gives wealth and riches, and he also makes poverty too. He gives promotion and he fires too. So you can't ever say what's not going to happen. God puts you in that seat, not for you to tear brothers down like you do. That's not going to last. That, that, that's not, I'm telling you now, that's not going to last, screaming A. Smith. Propping yourself up by tearing other people down, by trying to take out of their mouths. Some, some of these young brothers, they, they're getting paid. Well, they're, they're starting generational wealth. What some of these athletes are getting paid. Now they let the industry and the world fool them to waste their money on five and three and four hundred thousand dollar cars. I don't even see billionaires with four and five hundred thousand dollar cars. I don't see billionaires with two, three hundred thousand dollar necklaces and watches on. Because you do that to try to look rich to other people. If they got any jewels, it's gold bars or gold coins that they saving it because that's real wealth. They ain't wearing it around their neck. A lot of us do it to look rich. Rich people know that you know they rich. So they ain't got to try to look rich. But these brothers, some of these brothers have generational wealth. Not only for them, for their kids, for their grandkids, for their grandkids' kids. That's how much money that a lot of these dudes are making and set to make and screaming A. Smith trying to cut that off. He's trying to influence public opinion because public opinion will sometimes influence what owners do. So that's what he does. And I have a huge problem with that. You can criticize what they do on the, on, on the playing field, basketball court, football field, baseball diamond or, or whatever. That's, that's cool. But when you go to name calling like you do and calling people despicable and, and all these words that you use what, that has nothing to do with sports, that's the problem I got with Screaming A. Smith and with Charles Barkley making fun of that he, he would work for the KKK if they paid him enough and said he slavery wasn't one of the worst things that happened to black folks and he don't know anything about slavery other than what he read and what his grandmama told him. That's totally disrespectful and that's not entertaining. There's nothing cool about that. See, Charles Barkley has shown his disdain, disdain for black people, period, not just athletes, but he gets away with it because he's a black man. So they let him do it but he's not a part of the black community because the black community try to fight and stand together to improve our condition collectively, not just individually. See, they only care about what they get individually and forget about the rest of us. And that's cool. They have the answer for it though, but that's cool. And that's screaming A. Smith as well. He could talk about all the black friends he got and, Yada, yada, yada. But the, the, the things that come out of his mouth, 
Like he tried to start a narrative of Doc Rivers getting fired with the he tried he started that narrative, but it didn't happen. He started that narrative. He tried to start it. That's what he does. He compliments black athletes, black sports figures, then he'll immediately go to saying something negative about it. Kyrie Irving is box office. That brother can ball. Then he'll go right back. So I wouldn't give him a dime. You sound like Stephen A. Candy off Django. When he did not want Django to sleep in the in the big house. When he like, what the hell is this? What what this brother doing on his neck? Riding up on the horse. That's what he sounds like. Protecting something that's not his, that has nothing to do with him. That's the problem I got with him. So a lot of times in, in my watching him, it'd be collateral damage. But those are the two I really have a problem with. Those are the two why I watch those sports shows to see what they're going to say, see what disrespectful thing they're going to say. And I'm going to point it out because I'm a part of the new media. I got, I got a podcast. I got a show. I got a couple of shows. I got this, the run pass option, this podcast. I got the run pass option, uh, YouTube channel. And I got the Doc Holiday Show YouTube channel. And it's a podcast too. New media. New media. Because I don't have to wait for a television station to give me a job or a TV. I, I, I can start my own because each one of us are, are, are our own uh, broadcast uh, industries anyway. Every last person is a broadcast station. Whether you got a microphone in your hand or not, because every time you go out, you broadcast. You open your mouth, your disposition, you broadcast. How you feel, what you thinking, you broadcast. And the thing about everything that I say, I, I don't expect everybody, everybody not going to agree with everything you say. And that's cool. But there is some kind of responsibility for people on television. And whether they know it or not, especially black men and women on television. Because that industry, like most, in, like most industries, are not run by us. And there's not a lot of opportunities for us that are going to be given. So when you get there, you can show other black men and women the proper respect. You can criticize their play. That's what you're there for. But when you go to going outside the spectrum of that, talking about their character, because as far as I'm concerned, Kyrie and Ben, those dudes ain't never been arrested. I ain't never heard anything bad about them in the criminal justice system or, or out in the world. Screaming A. Smith just don't like the fact that Kyrie didn't get vaccinated and he was still getting paid. And Ben Simmons been hurt, not playing, and still getting paid. So for that, he calling them despicable and delusional. That's dead ass wrong. And it's not entertaining, but he's able to get away with it because he's a black man on television. Because enough, enough of us don't complain. So I'm going to say something, whether someone agrees with it or not. I know my platform isn't as big as theirs, but there's, but I'm not just going to sit at the crib watching them and complaining to, my, complaining to myself. I have a platform. I'm new media. I got a platform where I can talk about it. Whether two people hear me 
or, or two or 20 million. Because it's not about the quantity, it's about the quality. Because one of those two people or two of those two people that, that, that hear it, maybe ones that's really in power and has some influence and be like, damn, Doc is right. Let me look into this and check them what they're saying is because even though, you know, that's a black man, but he's saying some really racist and disrespectful things about black people. Let me check him. Because it don't matter. It's quality over quantity. Quality over quantity. So that's why I stay at Screaming A Candy. And Shuck Barkley. That's why. But these are just kind of like some thoughts. My thoughts. Why I do what I do. Because, of course, coming up in this media world, I started as a production assistant after I finished playing pro football. Came back to Memphis, broke his head. Married, wife, and three kids. Car broke down, had to get back in school to get my degree. So I caught the bus back to college. First TV job was $7 an hour, 20 hours a week. Production assistant. I have worked several jobs since then, a lot of jobs I did not like, but I knew I wanted to be a sports director at a TV station in my hometown one day, and the most high brought me there. So, of course, I had aspirations of working at ESPN. Who did? Listening, uh, watching Stuart Scott? Like, hey, that brother, that's how I talk. That brother can make it, I can. So he was an inspiration, and he still is. Because you have to be honest, ESPN... As far as the broadcast world, sports broadcast, and that's the NFL. That's the NBA of sports broadcasters. But you don't have to wait on it. I don't have to wait on it. I, I can do them. Now, I, I, building it is going to take a little longer, but look at the founders of, of ESPN. They didn't start out like this. They started out, well, I think what they was airing, I think, UConn games. I think it was UConn women's basketball games, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. They started real small. Then it blew up. Because that's what I, that's my going to do. I'm starting real small. It's going to blow up. You don't have to wait for them. That's the new media. You can just go out and do it yourself. But yeah, ESPN is a big dog in sports broadcasting. So a lot of us black men, they get those jobs and be like, oh, how can I stay up here? Not understanding God put you there. He the one going to take you out of there. You don't have to sell your brothers and sisters out by doing that, talking so bad about them and trying to take money out of their hands and food off their table. You don't have to do that. But some of them do. Screaming A. Smith does. Charles Barkley does. And that's fine. But if they think they don't, they, that they know they're not going to have to answer for that eventually, they are. But these are just some thoughts of mine. My thoughts, how I feel about Draymond Green and the new media, and my thoughts on some of these national media so uh, media members. So if you haven't already, please follow the Run Pass option on all your pla podcast platforms, and make sure you subscribe to the Run Pass option YouTube page over on YouTube, and make sure you check out the Doc Holiday Show on YouTube. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much. That's gonna do it for another episode of the Run Pass option with me, just me, Doc, just me solo. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. <laughs>